0: Well, my goodness, man, it's uh, it's been a while, and as, as per usual, when you and I do a podcast, I, I can't really fit you under one thing because you kind of <laughs> touch on everything. Um, plus, uh, plus you and I dive into uh, dive into the wrestling. So, Eric, it's it's been a while. First thing that first question I have for you is is WrestleMania, man. What 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 main events do you see? Uh,
1: well, it's you know, I mean, it's been. It's been, uh, you know, Cody versus um, Roman Reigns. You know I mean? They've been building that since last year. Um, And then uh, it looked like it was going to be, you know, CM Punk against Seth Rollins. So it looked like the the main events were Ashton stone. And what's actually interesting about CM Punk is I think the last time we did a podcast was maybe like two injuries ago for CM Punk. Because he was injured. He had to give up the title. Then he came back. Then he got into that fight with Jack Perry, backstage. Then he was fired. Then he came back at Survivor Series. and Then he got injured at um, uh, Royal Rumble. So like you know, so that threw that threw the plans out of whack. And then the whole thing with the Vince McMahon stuff, and uh, you know, because Brock Lesnar was supposed to come back, and I think they were going to have him in a program with uh, Gunter, uh, yeah. and uh, that's that's gone now because you know he's pretty much because you know, they haven't come right out and said that it's him but it pretty much been implied yeah. that it is him and well, uh,
0: yeah, they so keep, and they' they keep coming out with more details on that and the more details that come out on everything it's it's I, I think what I, I think uh, the follow through and the justice that's going to happen is going to be pretty swift and pretty complete and yeah it, it sounds we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so wild yeah.
1: stuff, and and I and I think they got me because um, you know when it when it was announced that The Rock was going to be um, you know he hold on a second. Sorry, I guess I guess Kizzy didn't want to talk about wrestling, but um, yeah. <laughs> when um you know it came out when you know when Rock was named to the board of directors. You know there were stories that were out that one of one of the things one of the conditions he wanted that he was going to be in the main event against you know Roman Reigns. So then Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. You know then he comes out on SmackDown and he tells Roman he says I'm going to face you, but not at WrestleMania. And then Rock comes out, and then you have all this backlash. You know the whole you know the hashtag we want Cody's mm-hmm. trending. Well then you hear about well at at Raw, you know, when they have all the uh, you know, these we want Cody signs that they're saying well, the, the Rock was behind that. So now, now it becomes a question of, okay was this whole story about Rock trying to pull a power play to get into the main event was that legit or was that just a story that they put out to get sympathy for Cody to build you know, that up I, bigger. So, I,
0: think, I, I think they I, I actually think that that would have been a huge opportunity for them to uh, really, really, uh, I guess, put a throw a curveball or a swerve at the uh, the intelligent wrestling fans or the uh, uh, the content creators. That it, it's it is really funny to me because it's like, well, we have ways that we think wrestling should go, and then when they don't do exactly what they think should be done that it's then it's a whole thing i mean and honestly i thought the whole thing with the like when i first saw it i did think it was weird i thought that that whole segment on smackdown was weird but i'm like okay because what i thought that was gonna be was that cody was then gonna go against roman reigns at a, elimination chamber like that that was the thing that i i thought and it was funny because um I don't ever respond to, uh, there, there's a couple of the creators, that Santi Zap guy, I like him. I actually do like him because he said something the other day. He's like, don't pay any attention to the wrestling journalists. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, he asked kind of what, what your take on the situation was. And I'm like, "Like that to me made sense. But then, um, yeah, I I I feel like they might've had, a, I, I just don't feel like, I mean, The, the Rock with, the 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 history he has and the respect he has for wrestling yeah. i feel like just looking at the royal rumble and saying yeah cool but we're gonna do this now because i'm yeah. i'm basically i'm an executive um yeah it, it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense but i mean it, it honestly and they they've been talking about how it's like everything 10 years ago with daniel bryan but it's like man they just like they threw if the whole thing was to get sympathy for cody and want that story to be finished it worked
1: because now that's yeah, what everybody well. wants. Well, you know, I, th- I thought I had, you know, because you know, people, people love to do fantasy booking, yeah, yeah. you know, and because you know, you, you started to kind of see this um, issue building between Roman Reigns and Nick Aldis, the you know, the, the SmackDown general manager, where you know people want to see the two of them, you know, get into it in the ring. So a fantasy, you know, so a thought I had in my mind is well. Why? Why? would you be something like okay, you know, because Cody says I'm not going to face you at WrestleMania. Well, then he comes out that uh, you know, Rock and Roman like closes like night one, you know, and somehow Roman retains. Well, either when that match finishes or the next the next day, Nick Aldis is going to come out and say, well, Roman, your work is not done or something because you know, he said, well, I have a contract, and he talks about you know. After Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble and he pointed at you on the camera in front of the world to said, I'm coming for you, Roman Reigns. I went to I went to Cody Rhodes after Royal Rumble and he signed the contract, but he never said anything about it because, you know, something. OK, well, now Cody's going to get to finish his story because he's going to face him on night two. And then you're going to kind of build more of this, you know, this issue between, you know, Roman Reigns and, um, you know, Nick Aldis. Uh, you know, so I was like, "Well, you know, I like, that'd be crazy if they pulled it off because, you know, that you know, because they're, they're teasing that too." So, but you know, but then the injury to CM Punk and the injury to Seth Rollins, you know, that's just throwing everything completely out because now it's, you know, is is Seth going to be able to be there? He says he will. We don't know, and who's going to face him? Is it going to be? Is it going to be Drew McIntyre? Is it you know? We thought it was going to be Gunter. Now it looks like Gunther and Jay Uso might um, right. face each other, and it might be it kind of almost looks like it's going to be, you know, Drew McIntyre. Uh, I you know, I, but, I love his
0: character right now, and what I what I really dig about Drew McIntyre is watching him on social media. Um, I, I loved when he posted a video from the gym. He's like, "Oh, it's tricep day! Look at the yeah. strong tricep! Look at how." I mean, he's just uh, in the T-shirt. I got to say,
1: I got to say, I love it. I got a kick out of the T-shirt he's got with him next to, uh, you know, the Tombstone of CM Punk's you know, WrestleMania of it. But that's, you know, but that's good because they're doing some long-term booking because now we know, um, you know, because Seth Rollins and CM Punk, you know, they still kind of say things towards each other. So we know that when CM Punk comes back, his first thing is going to be, you know, I think it's going to be against Drew McIntyre. You know, they'll get that settled, and then, you know, then he'll, you know, get on with Seth, provided he can stay healthy, of course, because you know, seems like, you know, seeing Punk just if, if he touches somebody, he he gets hurt. So, do you think they're going too long
0: with the booking? Do you think they they've uh, established the titles uh, a little a little too much? Like, do you think we need some title changes here?
1: Well, I think. They should have, they should have put it on Cody last year. I mean, it just just was the, um, well, that's what and that's what everybody expected,
0: you know. And, I, yeah, and you I, I didn't have a problem with it staying on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but I did have a problem by the time we got to SummerSlam because it was like it is, it is the same ending to every match. It seems like now.
1: Yeah. So the the, the longevity of his reign. You know, it doesn't get you know. It doesn't irritate me. It's the, uh, um, you know, the frequent, you know, because there's people who talk about you know. They say, well, you know, Rick Flair did the same way with the Horseman. I said, I said, now Flair, the Horseman, they had interference, okay, but they did not have interference every single match. Now Flair cheated every single match, but Flair didn't have you know. Arn Anderson didn't come in every match. Tully Blanchard does not come in every match. You know, they came in on some of them. But there was the occasion, you know. There was the occasional, you know, um, when uh, you know Flair did it on his own. Now whether he did it, you know, clean or cheating was But you know, but I got tired of the, um, the shtick, I should say, as far as being in the, you know, the Roman be of the title. Now I mean, you know him on the mic is he's so much better on the microphone now than he was before. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just tired of it because it's like, you know, I remember. You know, I think of the time when you know Eddie Guerrero was talking about the NWO, he's like, Man, he's like, it got boring, it got boring. Click NWO, it's the same crap every day, and that's kind of what it is now with you know, uh, with the bloodline. Like, the bloodline, it's just it's just kind of run its course because I still don't know what the deal is with, with Jimmy Uso because he's the one that super kicked uh, Roman, like, so, in the- yeah. And, and
0: my question with the bloodline because it, it looks like. The- Typically, I mean, the thing that you always think with the factions is they are... It's either a collection of stars coming together. Maybe you've got somebody that's that's on their way down and this gives them a little bit of an extra life or it's making stars. And when mm-hmm. I first saw the bloodline, it's like, okay, you can make the Usos into singles competitors and then you can make Soa uh, just look... I, I mean, you can really, really build him up. But it, it it's actually... It's gone the other way, where Jay Uso is is a is a solo wrestler now, and I mean he's like really, really making it. But I think even with his name now being main event, I don't think he's quite main event. Maybe he'll get there at at some point. I don't know, but I think I do think the Intercontinental Championship, the way that that's been built up, Uh, if he ends up beating Gunther, I'll be surprised. Um, Yeah, but I I don't. I, I don't, I don't know. And I I think back to what, and again, this is like, I, I personally think this is the best time to be a wrestling fan and outside of, of hearing some of like the, the, again, the journalistic headlines about AEW, I really only pay attention to WWE. And I, I think this with the roster that they have and I do like the storytelling I think is, is, uh, probably my favorite of all the eras and that even that even is going with when i was a little kid with uh the golden era and and watching some of the old stuff of the nwa and i enjoy that stuff but i just i think now especially if they're getting into um i mean that press conference thing for the first time of them doing something like that i thought it was really cool and i think that little clip after the fact with uh, with the rock and triple h I thought that was cool. And then Triple H gets back on the microphone and does his thing. And I, I, this weekend, after that happened, I was like, after seeing that on Friday, I watched SummerSlam 98 with the ladder match. I went back and wanted to watch some stuff from their original feud. But I I, I do really like this current time in wrestling. But I know a lot of what they had also said is when Triple H had the the title when he was on Evolution or in Evolution – at least when they did interference, it wasn't the same thing all the time. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, um, it didn't seem like it was every match, but I know they say that's when he was the reign of terror and all this. And he totally should have the belt to Booker T at WrestleMania 19. Um, Uh But I don't know. I mean, the thing with, with evolution, and maybe they would have done it anyway, but, batista and randy orton both came out of that as as a star and that's the other thing randy orton came back and nobody's like here we are 15 minutes into just catching up on this stuff and oh by the way the guy that has like what the third most championships all time like yeah yeah. we don't even talk about him
1: yeah because well you know because uh of course you know he got his return got overshadowed because of you know CM punk you know coming back and then um I would have liked. I mean, and I get why they didn't do the singles match with him at Roman Reigns this soon, because you know you don't want you don't want Orton to, for whatever reason, whether it be shenanigans or he gets a disqualification win or something. Yeah. So I can see where you don't. Well, I can see where you don't want Randy Orton to like lose this soon because he just came back because you you kind of want to you know build up to that and everything. And uh, so. um I kinda of would have liked to see maybe uh, one of the other No, I, I liked I liked how they made the Fatal Four way. I thought that was pretty clever. And then uh, you know, the part where Paul Haven's like, well he's not gonna sign the contract and, and Nick also like, that's absolutely fine. I have three willing participants and we'll make this a triple threat for the vacant title, you know. So I was like, Oh, that's a nice nice swerve to, you know, to do it to, to you know, kind of get there. So um, but yeah, I mean it's just, you know, cause you have you know, you have Cody and you've got, uh, you got um, Randy Orton, you know, and AJ Styles just came back, you know, LA Knight, you know, he's like, you know, one of the, the more popular people now. So there's like, you know, there's all these contenders and everything, but it's been built like we knew from last year. It was going to be, you know, Roman and Cody. Now we didn't know if it was going to be, you know, what I, I, I still think the original, even though they say, well, you know, the original plan was Cody to win Royal Rumble. I still think the original plan was going to be CM Punk win, and then Cody was going to win Elimination Chamber, to go on to face Roman, because CM Punk was going to, ch- you know, he was going to challenge Seth Rollins, because that's that's what everybody It was going to be Seth Rollins and CM Punk, it was going to be Roman Reigns and Cody. So I so I think that uh, when CM Punk got hurt, you know, that's kind of when they pulled an the arm. But I don't think Cody was. Because they haven't had a repeat winner in what 20s, you know, since Stone Cold. So, um, I, I could be wrong with that, but I don't think that I, I think CM Punk was going to win the Rumble because I don't think they were going to have CM Punk try to go through the elimination chamber to do it. But, um, but yeah, just these injuries have just thrown everything out of whack because now it's like hey.
0: there's a lot of injuries. And I do wonder, I mean, because I feel like the, I mean, the wrestlers now, they, your a lot of your stars are you know, around our age, they're in their forties and, you know, we become more prone to injuries, I guess, when you're, when you're, um, when you're at that age, but, you know, so yeah, there, there's been a lot of injuries and I'll tell you the, the other, the, you want to talk about long-term booking. I am ecstatic that Bailey is turning face again. I, 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 am so, I'm so happy about that. And then the thing I didn't even think about was when she did the whole thing with the pipe on SmackDown, I didn't even think about that she used a pipe to cut down the inflatables when she did way back when. Somebody posted that. I was like,
1: "Oh think yeah." Hey, I'm I'm hoping, and I don't know if she will. But I've also noticed that lately, you know, she's starting. If you notice, you know, she's kind of wearing her hair in a ponytail, you know, like she used to when she was, you know, the, you know the the hugger, you know, she's she's got her hair in the ponytail. I would. I could you imagine? Because she knows the place is going to go crazy for her. Can you imagine how loud that ovation is going to be if she comes out to her original, her yeah. old, her old song? Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, but um, uh, did you did you see the Royal Rumble? I I did.
0: So it was funny because um, I made I made Heather watch it with me, and she will sparingly watch wrestling with me, and um the we when we turned it on it was when the women's rumble was on and they were down to like the final six i was like well bailey's still in i have to watch this she's like who's bailey so i explained the whole thing i'm like she was she came in and she was like the the she was the hugger she was like the 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 um the like she was like the role model she's the nicest one and then Uh she turned into a bad guy but like even as a bad guy she was i mean she was vicious with sasha banks but i still remember um when they were, I don't know, this was something recently with damage control and the crowd was like, hug it out. And she was like, I don't do that anymore. I just, <laughs> I, I find her hilarious. But but then um, to see, so we did watch the Royal Rumble and, but then to see her, to, so to see her win and then to see her on the, because le- I've, I've watched her segments the last two weeks and I, like she's choking up, like she's getting choked up and she's crying. I do think you're going to have like, pull on baby the baby face of all baby faces. And yeah, I want to see the I want to see the inflatables again, the foiling arm inflatables. I think yep. I really
1: like uh, well and what was what was really there, was, there were a couple cool things about um, the Women's Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. Like Naomi came back she was number two. Mm-hmm. And like uh the, the tally was number one. So that you know so the, the you know the lights go out Naomi's music plays, you know, all the, all the Dion lights and everything. So she gets in the ring. And she just the crowd is just you know the whole you know welcome back chance and you know, she's getting overcome with the motion she's probably, it's you know, it was really really cool to see, and then they did a tease because you know Bianca Belair was in there she was in there for a long time, and uh, Jade Cargill came in like number twenty eight I think, yeah. and they had a they had a a bit where. Both Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair are doing press slams. I think Jade Cargill was holding up uh, yeah. Becky Lynch, and I think Bianca had um, Zoe Stark or something. Yeah. So they both have them up over the head, and they drop them behind them, and they're just standing there looking at each other. And it, it's probably they're just standing there for about 10, 15 seconds, never lay a hand on each other, right? Crowd goes nuts, you know, because they're, they're anticipating. Oh, you know, Bianca Belair and Jay Cargill, you know, this one, great. you know, of course, then a couple of you know, people hit him from behind. And everything. of course, the crowd boos that. And everything. So so we know that so we know that Jay Cargill and Bianca Belair is going to be a match. I'm hoping it's not this year's WrestleMania, but yeah. I don't know what they're going to do for Bianca because it looks like it's going to because they're talking about like they're building to Becky Lynch against Rhea Ripley. So that kind of leaves okay, what's Bianca gonna do? Is she gonna, you know, is Jay Cargill gonna somehow get involved in the uh, elimination chamber and cost her? And then they're gonna be at WrestleMania? Is Bianca maybe gonna face Matt Jackson at WrestleMania? Is Bianca gonna have a match at WrestleMania? You know, so there's like a big question there because it's like, what's she gonna do? So.
0: Well, and they're at the point now with the roster. I mean, I, I, I love that they've split WrestleMania into two nights. I think they definitely had to do it. They're gonna have it as like a whole three night event pretty soon because they've got yeah. much talent. And I mean, you look at these, you just look at the the matches and you look at who they have, and it's just yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I do think with the, now, but I, what I what I am liking about this, and kind of back to the whole press conference thing with the Rock is there's a lot more reality into this now and there's a lot more tie-ins like i remember when i saw the clip a week or so ago on pat mcafee's podcast and i'm like are they gonna make him the heel announcer and then that whole clip happened but then watching on raw last night where cody like mentioned it and then called him out on it a little bit and stuff i i just i like the I like the storytelling. I like the continuity. I understand that the way that everything looks, it looks like The Rock was taking on the main event and they had to look at this and say, eh, we're not going to go with it. But I also think when you were hearing the Rocky sucks chants and the announcers were, were calling it out, I'm like, did they plan this entire thing? Like maybe not from the very beginning, but are they using the... Uh, the intelligence of all the uh, yeah. wrestling content creators against them. Like, are they making them out with themselves? Um, but I, 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 I'm just enjoying it, man. I mean, I'm, you know, and, and again, I'm trying to get Heather into it a little bit. I actually sent her the the press conference. I was, I sent her the YouTube video of it that the WWE uh, like put out the day after. I'm like, watch this. She's like, can I read the captions? I'm like, no, you got to watch the entire video. And yeah. we'll, we'll we'll go from there. So um, yeah, she and I have been been talking about it. So.
1: Yeah, you know, what strikes me is funny though, is uh, and I, I saw somebody online talk about this. You know, when you go back to the press conference, in that part you know where where uh, you know Cody says your grandfather and his you know your grandfathers will be ashamed of you, and then you just kind of see you slowly see Rock come into the, the camera, yeah. and he's standing right next to Roman. But he's also he's kind of standing like a little ahead of Roman. And he's doing all the talking, you know, when you talk about his friend, you talk about mine and everything. And it's funny because like right then from that point on, when Rock's doing the talking, then he slapped Cody, and then they're walking backstage and he's talking to uh Triple H and stuff. Like Roman Reigns is almost looking like like one of the bloodline people, like a lackey. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to be the tribal chief, the head of the table, but the rock is almost making you look like a bitch. it's it's <laughs> there's no, there's
0: no almost, like there's no almost to it like he yeah it, it absolutely is like I mean they have built over the last I mean ever whenever that was three and a half years yeah have spent all this time building Roman reigns up and which I I love it like I love I love the character work that he's done I love how they've positioned him and he's I love the condescending sarcastic smiles and laughs that he does. I love his uh I do love his promos. But yeah, I mean it was as soon as as soon as the it's basically like he has been built up as this final boss and then the real final boss came in and then Roman Reigns is just kind of like, "Okay." So yeah. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. Um, you know, I, I like the reality of of and you never would would hear a lot of foul language e- even in the attitude era. I mean, but it's it's a completely different time now that they can use mainstream media and they can use the rock for everything that that he does. and you know it's uh, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, but I, I do think twenty five minutes into our call, we can we can start talking about some other stuff. Um, the uh, I see that you're still you're you're still hitting the gym. You're still looking. Things are pretty consistent. It looks like there. What's been going on from a fitness standpoint for
1: you? Uh well, not so good. Um, you know, like the, the weight is all you know. It's all come back. You know, so I'm I'm back. I'm back over like two forty. Uh, you know, and and I've gotten. It, I've actually kind of gotten inconsistent. You know, we're going to the gym and, uh, you know, kind of getting, out of getting out of the routine and, you know, getting out of the routine of, you know, eating good and everything and just, you know, it's that time of year where it's just like, you know, I try to fight it cold and I can't, you know, like it'll go away, but it comes back and you just kind of feel like, uh, you know, and then you wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't really feel good, so I'm not going to go and you yeah. skip a day and then the day turns into like three and three turns into like five and then you get back, you know, so it's just real... You know, it's, it's just kind of really inconsistent, you know. And you know, and we've had a lot of changes, like at, at work. You know, completely, we got a completely new curriculum,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like like into the second, you know, second nine weeks that we're we're still trying to like figure out as we go, you know. So that's like real stressful and everything. So yeah, so it's just kind of like, yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of want to talk. I kind of want to talk because, because you know, it's sometimes you know we don't always have the success stories, and like right now I'm kind of like. You know, I'm kind yeah, of the, that.
0: Way, the way that I look at it. Um, one, I, I think the big thing for my health and fitness, like when you're talking about all the fitness stuff, is there's a lot more fluctuation, and the fluctuation comes in based on whatever life's throwing at you, one, and two. And, and this is why I like talking about this on a podcast and getting away from like these social media Instagram feed where you're seeing people going to the gym all the time and, and doing what they do. And, and you're kind of like, man, life's life's kicking my, you know, kicking my ass right now. But I, I, you know, I think the biggest thing with, with anything fitness related is, can we, can you see, you know, can we see ourselves doing it for the rest of our lives, however the way is that we're doing it. And, you know, when you do that, one, when you're looking at more of like decades instead of even just years or months, well, it doesn't have to be consistency isn't four or five, six days a week. It might be an average of three. And there's going to be times in there where maybe it's two, maybe you have weeks where you don't go. And I think the other thing, when we're looking at this big picture, and it's not even like, well, do I not have the willpower, the discipline to do it? sometimes your body actually just needs it needs time off um and you know so i guess you know my question for you because i i look at it as it's a blip in time and then i think everybody figures out what works for them the problem is again you see things on social media you see what what this person's doing and that person's doing and it's like oh why here's what i'm doing or not doing and then you're like, well, I'm going to try to kind of do some stuff similar to them, but everybody's life's going to be a little bit different. You yeah. Know? Um. So how do you? What do you think consistency with the workouts looks like? Like, how many days a week do you think?
1: Um. Well, when I'm consistent, I lift six days a week, mm-hmm. and I and I like I do like a walk or you know or some kind of a cardio seven days a week because mm-hmm. I have like I. When I'm consistent, I have the one day where I, I don't lift any weights, you know. And yeah. and so so my dilemma right now, so to speak, is, is uh you know, I have a, a series of bad habits as far as um you know, I stay up too late, you know, kind of peddling around to do my do my schoolwork instead of like as soon as I get home, kinda of knocking out, so I'm up late. Gotcha. So um so when I when my alarm goes off in the morning for so when I should go to the gym because I'm still so tired because I didn't sleep that long. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I set the alarm for like the later time. So then so then for the later time I get up and say, Well, I don't really have the time to go to the gym now before work, so I'll go to school. And of course, I learned a long time ago, That's i just true. not one of these people that can go after school because right. you know, I'll it makes, it, it I'll, makes, have to, it makes sense. I'll have the I'll have the energy at the beginning of the day. I will not have the energy at the end of the day. Plus, yeah. I don't like to go when it's crowded. I just kind of want to get in and get out and everything. So, you know, it's kind of like the. You know, it's almost it's kind of like the not to say the holy grail, but it's almost like the like the trinity of bad habits. I don't I don't sleep mm-hmm. like I correctly like I should. I don't mm-hmm. drink water like I should, mm-hmm. and I don't eat like I should. You know, like the things we talked about before. You know, where you, you know, mm-hmm. it's, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, you, know, you try to focus on one and everything, and then, and you kind of get in a rut where, you know, the weight comes back and you like, you kind of get in panic mode and you try to focus on all three of them and none of them were successful and everything. So, I just kind of, kind of get back where I, I, I gotta get back. So, okay, let me focus. What's the one I can focus on?
0: Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I
1: gotta fix one of them and I gotta fix one of them quickly. Is it? Is it? Is it? Do I fix? The sleep, you know, going to bed at a reasonable time to get up early enough to go to the gym, or do I start? Is it, you know, drinking the water to kind of begin to like flush out my system, kind of get some of that water weight out? Is mm-hmm. it, do I focus on the eating, you know, eating right, like prepping so I'm not stopping? the you know, I'm not stopping for breakfast or stopping for dinner as much. So that's kind of where I'm at right now because it's like, because I don't know which one to start, I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not doing any so, of them. <laughs> no, and, and so. you're right,
0: and it's and it's all. It's all interconnected. Right. Um, Because it it is like all it's our day to day, our habits, our routines, how we go throughout life on any particular day is all connected. And then when you take those days where everything is all connected and you put them together, that's when that momentum starts and the momentum can work either way. Um, If you can get yourself into a, a structure and a routine where you don't really have to think about this stuff. You're like, oh my gosh, this is clicking. It's almost, it's very easy. But then, if you get into, once you get into the routine where things aren't being like, the water's not happening, the sleep's not happening, the workouts is not happening, the evenings not happening, work is is throwing extra things at you, or you know, there's there's change, there's all kinds of uproot. um, You know, you feel like things spiral and that you don't have control. And and the first step is, is that you can certainly, one, you can get back to doing this stuff. Your approach of picking, your, your thought process of picking one, I, I still, this is always what I believe is the best with it. And this is the one when I'm working with clients, we simplify these things. Like one thing that I always, that I'll, I'll typically say is like, when you're overwhelmed, goes in any area of life, but especially with health and fitness, where can we simplify things? And if you're If you're looking for one of those things to start with, I think the glue that holds it all together is the sleep. Now, here's the thing. Sleep comes down to an entire routine. And it's tough because like if you've got if you've got work that you're doing and you're not feeling like, you know, maybe the food made you feel some kind of way um you know and and you physically you're not feeling like you can sleep or you fall asleep and then you wake up in the middle of the night and all this it takes a little bit of time to get into a good sleep routine and that sleep routine is starting before you even lay down in bed It's how are you unwinding and you know typically if somebody is staying up late there is no unwinding there's i'm working and then maybe unwinding is um well there probably just isn't any I, what I think the dominoes will actually fall when you start working on your sleep first and that could be as simple as um, you know a quick one that that usually will help is reading because if you think about how fast your mind is and I love reading fiction this is when I would read all the Star Wars novels, the EU stuff that nobody really like considers canon. I used to love reading those things and it was funny because like there were some nights when I first started to try to get more sleep, um, I would sit down, I'd open the book and I'd get like maybe two paragraphs and I would be ready to go to bed. And that's what, that's when your body starts to, in my mind. And again, I don't ever pretend to talk from a scientific perspective. I talk from somebody that has been a certified personal trainer for over a decade. And I try to speak in real realistic, my personal experience people i've worked with but it seems like when you read like that if you've been going and going and going and you're constantly stimulated and you've got all this stuff going on once your brain has a chance to like catch up your brain and your body ready to go to sleep now it's going to take some time to develop the sleep habit but i i have a i have a feeling when you're more well rested and it may i don't know where you are right now like if you're getting four hours of sleep at night six hours of sleep is amazing. Five hours of sleep would be amazing if you're only getting like four, whatever, whatever it is, like trying to do incrementally better. And then hopefully you find one of those nights where like your body's just like, yeah, we're catching up. and Then you get like nine hours of sleep or whatever. But I think if you start with a sleep, water from a tactical standpoint is just how early can you start drinking it? Like if you're an early riser and that's when you work out, um, you know, for me personally, I've got, this thing here, which holds uh, four of these is essentially a gallon. So when I wake up in the morning, I try to have one of these down before I even go to the gym and I drink another one while I'm there. And then I'm like, well, cool. It's, it's nine o'clock and I've got half my water in for the day. Water is just like starting early, I think, because see, that's the other thing as we get older, like you can't be drinking water too late. Otherwise you wake up in the middle of the night and you gotta go to the bathroom. Um, but I think, I think it is taking one thing, one step at a time. And then I think it's also being, you know, cause when you do the one thing, it'll cascade into the other stuff. It's also, you got to be compassionate with yourself and you got to realize that it, it is a moment in time. And it's tough to do that, especially with some of the conversations you and I've had about things. I can totally understand if you would be, frustrated with yourself about all this, but this is the natural ebb and flow of weight loss. This is what happens. Like you the the big thing is, because you're gonna figure out how to correct this and get to something that's more manageable for you and whatever the current stage of of life is for you and what your schedule is.
1: You will figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta like I said, I I I like the I like the suggestion of you know, getting to sleep because it's like if I get that if I get that right, then when I wake up in the morning, you know I'll be rested. I'll be oh I can't go to the gym because I'm up early enough, you know. And then, and then you know get back in the consistency of that. And then it's like okay, you know, like you said with the with the water, you know have make sure you know get up have a bottle of water and then have a bottle of water at the gym. It's like okay, well, I, you know oh there's two, and I got the rest of the day to get the remaining six. I think
0: the, well, and I think the biggest thing, and this is, I don't quote, this is one of the few motivation guys that I kind of lean on or quote, and I I might be misquoting this, but Tim Grover said, find the wins. Just find wins in your day. And I think when you start looking at these three areas, when we're talking about water, sleep, workouts, and the fourth one would be how you're eating, look for a victory. Um, I'll tell you the other yesterday um i ended up meeting up with um i ended up meeting up with my dad and i'm very much aware that you know like spending time with my parents is something that is a privilege at our age so i went there i looked at the menu i saw what they had i could have gotten a salad well i typically if i'm at a restaurant i'm like well the dressing has a lot of calories in it I could have gotten the best option is typically like get a protein, whether that's like chicken, pork, fish, steak, whatever, and a vegetable. That would be the most nutrient dense thing to do. But I'm like, well, that's pretty much what I make for at home. Like tonight for dinner, I had Brussels sprouts. I didn't do my potatoes. I did Brussels sprouts. And I did a steak. But I was like, the burgers looked really good. So I got a burger, but I didn't get mayo on the burger. And then I ate this at like, four o'clock in the afternoon and I ended up just skipping dinner. And so my victory there was that I got the burger without the mayonnaise. And then I probably shaved some calories off because I didn't eat dinner last night. Um, so that was a victory. Whereas if I was looking at this in ways that I would have in the past, oh my gosh, I had a burger and fries and you know, give me a dessert too and all this other stuff. Cause I'd been like, well, I've already, I've already, I've already ruined the day. So we'll, you know, we'll start tomorrow or we'll start Monday. Um, You know, and, and it's, um, and I'll tell you, and like that, that was the thing for me personally is like that, you know, that mentality um, I was, I, I started really getting into dieting when I was a teenager. And when I was, I mean, from, and from the ages of like, 15 to 16 up to like when I was 30 I was always trying to change my body I I was losing weight or I was bulking up and I had all this really intense feelings around food and then and then I got in a really good place where I was really consistent I was really in tune with things um started coaching people on everything worked as a personal trainer and did group fitness and all this other stuff um and then my life changed and I was dealing with a lot of change. I was dealing with, um, you know, uh, spending time with with friends because I needed the social um, connection, and we were having social connection around food, and I don't regret it. But the the and and I don't regret it. But what it did is I started to bring back some of those habits that I had when I was a teenager, and it's like. I started looking at this and it's like, wow, you know, I even talk a lot about the relationship with food and it's like that stuff really doesn't go away. Like we're going to have stages in life where we have to look at things differently. And what started to make the change for me was, you know, how can I still be social, but how can I start looking for these victories? Um, So I, I think that is a, I think that's a, that's a huge thing. I, I think you really have to be kind with yourself when you do it. And I, cause I remember back when you were doing all the workouts and I was, I was telling you how amazing I thought it was. And you were, you weren't focusing on that. You weren't focusing on the workouts you were doing. You were focusing on the the meals that you didn't think you should have. And the, the thing I will say is that I think when you look at how you eat, it doesn't have to be, Any particular kind of diet, it just needs to be the Eric diet, whatever your preferences are, when you can make this manageable, figure out what you want to eat. It's going to take time to do it, Um, you know, and then start drinking the water with it. And then the workouts come back, Um, you know, a a hard thing. And again, I'm like, I'm I'm putting a little personal context on this because I think like when you talk to people in the fitness space, I don't think it's it's like it's always like, well, what is the, you know, what's the proper answer on this stuff or the things that you should be doing. But the reality of it is, is like we all go through stuff where we get a- away from plan and sometimes being off plan is for months, you know, and, and it just takes time to to get it back and and you've got to be patient with yourself and you got to take it step by step and you got to realize sometimes you're going to sprint forward. Other times you're going to stay right where you're at. and Other times you're going to go backwards and, it's okay because you're gonna end up exactly where you need to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I like the I like the idea of of focus sort on of like the little wins. You know, that, that that's a, that's a, something I haven't thought about before. So that's that's a good approach to, to try to do.
0: Yeah, I mean that's you know fine I really think that's a way to approach life is just finding finding the victories where you can finding the wins. Um, and because you hear a lot of times people will talk about gratitude and, and I got to have gratitude for this and have a daily gratitude list and, and all this. I, I really think gratitude is just finding, finding the things in your life that that you are being successful at and the things that you appreciate. I, I think these are the things that, that will help you see the progress you're making. Cause I mean, you know, a, a lot of times people think that the way to get there. Is to just push themselves and push themselves and 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 really kind of be at, at at war with themselves in their own head because they've seen some level of progress. But you will you'll always get further by underneath all of it being on the same page with yourself. I mean, it it just uh, that's just how it is.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: Well, we've covered a lot tonight, man. Is there is there anything else on your mind that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no, no, that was pretty much it. We just kind of catch up on the catch up on the wrestling and uh, you know, update on the fitness and stuff. And you know, we, we probably need to we haven't done a music podcast in a while, so we probably need to talk, <laughs> do one of those again coming up. And uh, oh, well, speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see it live, but I, I've seen the. the I seen the uh, on YouTube and on Twitter the duet with uh, Tracy Chapman and uh, Luke Combs for her song yeah. "Fast Car." Yeah, uh, that was awesome. You know, it, it was it was cool because, like, when the song started, I don't know if you if you've seen it at all, but like when when it's the song started, and she's playing the guitar, you know, the crowd's cheering, and she's got this big smile on her face, and then she starts singing the song because you know the camera's a close up on her, and you could tell like. In, like, in her eyes, you're, like, like, she's tearing up, she's very emotional because of all the, you know, like, the, because the, she's getting her flowers and everything, and it, it just, it was just an awesome, it was, it was an awesome performance by that song, you know, by the two of them, and uh, it, it was, it was great, and uh, I was, I was happy to see that, because I remember, like, when, when that song came out, you know, and I've always liked that song, yeah. you know, and then she, like, you know, she went away, you know, she hasn't performed in, like, 15 years, you know, and then he came back and he did the song last year, and uh, he didn't. You know, when he when he did a, a remake, he didn't change any of the lyrics. So she still is the sole songwriter. So she still gets all the credit, and all the royalties from all the new sales and everything. So, um, you know, that was that was pretty cool. And then, uh, Jay, you know, Jay Z's speech, you know, talking about how is it how is it that my wife's got the most Grammys and there's never one album of the year. And I'm like, he's not. <laughs> He's not wrong.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Um, do, you see the, do you see the Usher halftime show? I did see the Usher halftime show. And I, I mean, you know, I, I think the thing that people need to realize, because I know some people have really liked it. Others really didn't. And I mean, you've heard, oh, he doesn't move like he as well as he used to. It's like, well, you have to realize it's been 20 to 25 years. The dude still moves incredibly. Better than any of the rest of us. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. I, I thought it was. I, I I like I like whenever the like the songs come on and you hear the little bit. I'm like, oh yeah, but I, I kind of wish we could hear more. But it's not like they can do a full
1: set for the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, plus you know, you're trying to get all your, all your hits. in. So which one? Um, like which half? Which halftime show was your favorite? Uh, that you see, seen or which one do you think was the best um, that you've oh, seen? Oh,
0: wow. Um, I'm trying to remember of the exact years. I did like – well, I did like the one that was – I think it was Dr. Dre, Snoop, and 50 Cent from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have had something to do with my team being in the Super Bowl at that game. But, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Go Beagles. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. I I know that, you know, I know people, even to this day, you know, they talk about, um, you know, that the Michael Jackson halftime was like the best show. And, you know, I thought it was good, but I haven't seen that one in so long. But, like, for me, one that always sticks out well, two that always stick out for me. The first one is uh, the U2 halftime show. And they were, theirs was like the Super Bowl after 9-11, you know, so they did, I don't remember what the first song was, but then they're they're going into, you know, where the streets have no name, and then they're they're showing all the, all the names, you know, of of the people that, you know, that, you know, lost their lives that day, Uh, and then at the end, you know, the crescendo, you know, he opens up his coat, and, you know, he's got the, he's got the American flag, you know, that one is always like one of my favorites, and then, of course, you know, the year Prince yeah. performed, because he's doing Purple Rain, and it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was one of, it was like, I, I think it was the year that the Colts played the Bears. Because yeah. I just remember how they talked about, you know, it was, oh, it's the Super Bowl, and it's raining and everything like that. And Prince was the halftime show, and he's up there doing Purple Rain, and the rain's coming down pretty good. And you're like, okay, is Prince going to stop because... Uh, of a fear being electrocuted, but Prince kept, you know, was Prince and kept right on going. So so those two have always, you know, uh, you know, you know, and and I do like the one like, you know, the the medleys, you know, with the people yeah, you know, like when the the artists get together and stuff. Like the one you mentioned two years ago. That was you know that was good. And I like last because he had uh he had Alicia Keys and you know Jermaine Dupree with those ridiculous socks and and uh, ludicrous came out, yeah. So but, that uh, was, yeah, well, and that was
0: of that halftime show. The ludicrous performance was my favorite, um, of everybody that was there because I mean, he he did it, for him, it seemed like he hadn't lost a step. So, but yeah, I mean, it's been, um, I've uh, I've missed the uh, we, we do need to have a music uh we we, you need to start your own podcast man because you've got so many different interests you could just do your (laughs) own and and then i I mean that's that's the thing and i tell you this when we have these conversations like i never know where i'm going to put it because we can go in so many different areas but uh but no man i mean i i appreciate when we're able to sit down and do this i know sometimes with the calendar link for i got to go in and fix things sometimes but um you know i am I'm, I'm always glad that we can catch up and and we need to do these um you know uh we 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 can do these a lot more frequently than than this last gap because I know it's yeah. quite quite a bit so yeah
1: like with the podcast like yeah I could call like i could call like the Hodgepodge show you know, I and mean, like you be like my line could be like what Cody says but he said he hey so what do you want to talk about?
0: <laughs> Is that, well, I mean, what what do you want to talk about could be the name of it, or um, you know, when I talk to people about starting podcasts, I think it's funny because like they want to come up with a name. It's like why don't you just why don't you just use your name? You'll be like your, the your name podcast because you start with that, and then I mean, you can go in a number of different directions. So you know, and and I think that's a it's another podcast or content is another thing where people are like, well, I, if I'm talking about health and fitness, I can't talk about pro wrestling or, you know, I can't do this, that, or the other. And it's like, it's your platform, do what you want, figure out what you, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the thing. And that honestly, I think is the most fun of it is you're just, you're just figuring out. But, um, we will, uh, we'll wrap up this particular conversation. And I, and I do think on the next ones we'll do, uh, We'll do some shorter ones that are more focused but we'll just do a lot of them schedules permitting. So Sounds good. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. I uh we'll figure it out and uh it's always good talking to you. You too. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya.